Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting today on a really cold Sunday from my bright red desk. I actually dug in my drawer and dug out this uh, flannel outfit that I bought the last time I was at Vermont Country Store because it is so friggin' cold here. And I must say, it looks pretty good. I haven't had it on in probably two years, three years, last time I was in Vermont. Um, and it's very cute, and it's very comfortable, and more importantly, it's very warm. We are really cold here in New York. We're having that polar polar fro- froze cap or ice cap or whatever they're calling polar vortex. Sounds scary, is cold, and uh, a lot of chilly, chilly out there in the air. Here in New York, we're having uh, prison riots. Um, there's a prison that's been without heat or hot water. Actually, it's a detention center. It's not even a prison. It's for people that get held because they can't make their bail before their trial. And they're pounding on the doors, and they're pounding on the windows, and people are standing outside. Their relatives are standing outside going, you know, we wouldn't treat an animal like this. They're locked up in there, and they have no heat. They have no hot water. Uh, they have no electricity, uh, so it's kind of a little Mars square Pluto. Um, at any rate, we got a lot of tension in the air, but it eases in the next couple of days, which is really nice. Uh, Mars finished its square to Pluto on Friday night. In my life, my father fell uh, out of his wheelchair. He thought he was driving his golf cart, so that's, I guess, a good thing when you're a little bit loose up on top. So I fell out of my golf cart. I'm like, okay, that's good, but he fell stitches in his head in the hospital for 16 hours, checking that he didn't have a brain bleed because he's on blood thinners. So what happened in your world with the Mars-Pluto square? What exciting event kind of kicked off and made you go, wow, that's a lot of energy. Uh, As we go forward in the week ahead, we're going to have another buildup. And the next and last will be Mars coming to join Uranus, uh, which happens towards the end of this week. So we're going to be feeling that energy, too, as Mars kind of builds and builds and grows and gets ready for a new um, a new expression and eventually a new sign. He goes into Taurus next week on the 14th, a week from now, but we feel the buildup from him hitting the Mars conjunction coming up to Uranus. That'll be through the 13th. Uh, so, you know, Mars is an Aries. He's very feisty. He's very communicative. He's really... Got an opinion about everything, um, which is fine. No, no, no complaints with Mars having an opinion about everything. But you might be feeling like, gee, I, everything in my life has an opinion, and it's all arguing with me. Um, so, kind of watch where uh, the where the crowds are gathering, where the energy's massing. Certainly, the governor of Virginia, uh, with his uh, yearbook photos in medical school. I was listening to that article and uh, reminded back when I was young. I was one of the coordinators of parties in my youth, (laughs) and we were going on a sales trip out of town, all the salespeople. We were going to Utah and going skiing and having sales meetings. And so I decided I was in charge of the party. My manager actually told me I was in charge of the party that we were going to have. So I gathered, uh, decided we would have a toga party. And, of course, I'm dating myself because that was the days of John Belushi and Toga Toga, you know, Animal House. So I went down to the flower district and I got wreath, you know, a laurel wreath. I'll, you know, I'll remember how they wore things in their hair, olive leaves in their hair. A laurel wreath went down and got 
you know, artificial ones, bought a box of them from the flower district, and I figured it's really easy. Everybody's going to have sheets. They can all make togas. <laughs> so I get to, we get out there, and I give everybody their crowns, and I say, it's a toga party. You have to come in a toga. Which, of course, you know, it's the 1970s, early 80s. We're all 20s. It's three branches of 20-year-olds, you know. You can guess how much fun it was, right? But my manager came. His name was Paul, and he refused to wear a toga. And everybody, of course, is in togas in various states of wrap because, you know, toga sheets are fun. We all had crowns. He agreed to the laurel wreath, but he would not agree to wear a toga. And he looked at me and he said, Ann, pictures like this surface years later. And I'm like, don't be such a fuddy-duddy. Wear a toga. You know, I mean, I can be a little mean sometimes. I said, get a toga. Just wrap yourself in a toga. Maybe a pillowcase. Wear a pi-. One of them came in a pillowcase. She was very hot. Uh, she took a little pillowcase, cut ahead, and I mean, we destroyed this hotel sheets, too. I'm sure the, the company got a bill for him. But at any rate, he refused to wear a toga. Because he's like, you have no idea where these pictures will go, and I am not going to be in a toga party in a toga. I'll be here in my clothes. You can all wear togas if you want, but I'm wearing, I'm wearing my clothes. And so I was thinking about him this morning when I was listening to the calls for the governor for of Virginia to resign from pictures taken at a party in his youth where he was dressed in a racist outfit or. He's saying he's not the guy under the, the the sheets, but it was a KKK guy, and I don't remember what the other one was. But anyway, I haven't looked at the picture. So, um, but yeah, that's Mars Square Pluto, Mars Square Pluto, and uh, actions from your past coming back to you as you're now in a position of authority, Capricorn, uh, and they're saying, hey, remember when you did this? So, hopefully, no pictures of me surface from this toga party on the internet. Um, yeah, so childhood memories, you know, things you do in your childhood that come back years later. Or, you know, young adulthood. I mean, he was in medical school. I was, you know, 26, 27, whatever I was. Um, any rate, that's the energy. New about good, cool stuff. New about bad, cool stuff. But definitely more moving forward. One of my students and a good friend of mine posted, uh, I finished my thesis. I used the energy to power through. And she always says, use the energy, harness it, and use it for other things. So that's the other part of it, is using the energy for other things other than it's intended for, which is war, Mars, Pluto's war and fights, but it all and prison riots like we're having here in New York. Um, but it also is for how do you move it forward. Now, next week, we have a really cool new moon on the 4th of February, and it is on the World Point. And it's a very juicy moon. I'm going to do a webinar tonight on it. You know, there's a new moon every month in your chart, uh, which initiates new activity in each of the houses of your chart. So the moon uh, Monday is at 15 Aquarius, which is a world point. So this is a point which really sends things out into the world where we we really see it in a different way, right? We kind of see it. And we notice it and we go, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And I know people go, oh, my God, it's the, it's the Super Bowl, Ann. And I'm like, you know, the new moon waits for no Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's pre-recorded or it's recorded. You can listen to it, you know, on the new moon. You can listen to it over the next few days because the Pisces moon uh, through the 7th is lovely for doing your new moon ritual. But I would encourage you this month to do a new moon ritual in the Aquarius house. Now, the Aquarius house in the sky in the mundane chart is the house of hopes and dreams, 
It's the house of your contribution to what you're supposed to do for the world. In your personal chart, it is going to be the area of your life where you try and express your hopes and dreams. So it's a nice, juicy house. So think about the Aquarius house. Think where 15 is. And just know there's a new adventure that, adventure that wants to launch in that house and wants to take place. And I happen to like this particular moon a lot for a couple of reasons. One, it's very juicy. Two, it's got some nice companion aspects this week where we're going to be working with helpful planetary configurations instead of all the hoo-ha we've been working with the last few um last month or so. Uh, also, Venus leaves Sagittarius uh, today. She leaves tonight at uh, 5.30, and she goes into Capricorn, where she gets very serious. And she, of course, is now going to go whipping through the Capricorn planets and setting off the eclipses. But she also brings to light uh, a serious energy. When Venus and Capricorn are the people that can, you can line up 20 purses, and they can tell you how expensive each one of them is because they know that's the one that's the $20,000 Birkin bag, that's the $10 copy from Chinatown. Um, They have that sense of recognition of value and what's right, and generally like their stuff expensive. (laughs) Um, You know, they, they, they save the money to get the piece of furniture that they really, really, really want. They don't buy, you know, just stuff from you know, the latest thing, and and generally don't thrift. Uh, They maybe do high-end auctions, but they don't thrift. Um, So Capricorn Venus makes us all kind of elevate our game, think about our money. Of course, we're coming off of Venus and Sag where we may have spent our money. Uh, So I encourage you to invest in something of value and sign up for Italy. (laughs) Uh, May 9th to May 15th. I'm booking my flights this week, so I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, I, we're, I was working on the curriculum the other day, and it, we're going to learn a lot of stuff. And a couple people said to me, oh, you know, I'd like to go, but it feels like it might be over my head. And I will say to you, no, it's not going to be over your head. It's going to be very much directed towards the people. It's a small group, and we're going to, everybody's going to get to decide, you know, what level they are and work with folks that are their level, right? So if you're a beginnery, you'll work with beginnery. Uh, if you're advanced, you'll work with advanced. And there's always a lot of sharing. I have to say, I attract really cool students, um, really nice people. Uh, so every every group I've ever been in of, that I've taught, I'm like, these people are all so nice. They're all just really helpful, interesting people that really want to learn astrology. So, uh, you know, so don't think it's over your head if that's one of your concerns. It's not. Call me. I'll talk to you about it, and I'll tell you. if You, you know, you got a couple months. If you really are like, gee, I think I might be over your head, I'll give you, a, I'll give you some stuff to study so you can, uh, you can come and feel like you're caught up. Although you're already caught up if you know how to read a chart. That's all you have to do is be able to look at a chart, know what the planets are, and if you don't know that, my sister's coming. She doesn't know anything about astrology except what's going on in the sky. You know, um, you can sit with her. She's very funny. You don't have to learn astrology. She'll just make you laugh. Um, so, anyway, I hope you sign up. It's information on my website. Also, next week we're doing on next next month on the first of March we're doing a horary class and an electional class and a mundane class here in New York down at TRS, which is, we've done it a few years. Uh, We've taught every year for the last 10, 11 years with Heather and Mark 
Heather Owen Robbins coming in from Montana, and Mark Woltz who's here. And so I'll be I'll be coordinating the horary section, but you know we all participate with each other. Um, I'll be teaching the horary, which is Saturday, and then the electional and the mundane will be on Sunday. So consider joining that because that is really cool. Helps you find the lost piece of jewelry. Helps you figure out which way the dog went. There was a little dog that escaped, <laughs> ran through the tunnel and got into New Jersey, and they're looking for this cute little dog. Um, Mars Pluto Square, the guy took off. Uh, so watching the energy and, and considering uh, you know, what your astrology options are with this new moon, you want to really focus on what your vision is. In my case, it's Aquarius, which is astrology. So it's like, what am I offering? What am I teaching? What's my vision for my future? Um, look at where it lands in your chart. But definitely, definitely, please, please, please do a new moon ritual on this. You can join me tonight for my, my webinar at 7.30, or you can just do your own. Uh, and the reason I'm encouraging you to do it is there's all these planets at 15. Neptune's at 15. Jupiter's at 18. Saturn's at 15. So Neptune and Saturn and Jupiter are all cooperating with the new moon, who is also at 15. And Uranus is just about to go into Taurus, right? So he wants to manifest. So it's a great time for figuring out what your dream is, Neptune. Sextile Saturn, work with it, build it, structure it. Square Jupiter, dream a little bigger than you usually do. Let's shoot a little higher. So it's a beautiful, beautiful new moon, and I hope you uh, make sure to do a ritual, kind of think about the focus. And every month there's a new moon somewhere in your chart that initiates new activity. So our week ahead features, um, you know, Venus going into Capricorn, as I already mentioned, the new moon. And then it also has uh, Venus, uh, the sun coming to Jupiter, uh, which is an annual event. He sextiles Jupiter in Aquarius, so air and fire, which is, again, a visionary thing and helps you see, gee, this is where we go. And then Mercury comes to sextile Uranus which is also a creative aspect. Mercury is, of course, moving in air uh, in uh, Aquarius, and he's going to sextile Uranus in fire. So it's, again, a fiery vision. So a lot of fiery vision energy this week. And then next week and on Saturday, Mercury leaves Aquarius, the sign of his exaltation, and dives into the ocean of Pisces. So he's at the last back end part of Aquarius. This is the part where he's really super smart. And he's partnering, right? Because when deck and supply to planets, Mercury and Aquarius, Aquarius, Aquarius. Then it's Aquarius, Gemini. So it's bright ideas from 10 to 20. Now he's in Libra, uh, Deccan. So it's Aquarius, Libra, how do I partner with my brilliance to create, right? And remember, when the planets are in the sky, we can harness their energy, and bring it down to our chart. So Mercury in Aquarius is a brilliant idea. It's a great idea. It's like, this is really smart. I think this is really cool. And so you can harness that energy, especially by working with it in ritual or working with it in meditation. Not hard to do. You just kind of sit and go, you know, I want to connect in. And I remember back when I was teaching um, computers to a bunch of 19-year-olds, um, I did this thing where I had them all write down what they wanted, and then tell their friend. And then two weeks later, I said, okay, get those papers out. And, okay, did it come in? 
And one of them had gotten boots from her boyfriend. The other one, the dad had given him money for rent. One got diapers from her mother-in-law, not her mother-in-law, but her baby daddy's father. Technically going to be her mother-in-law because they were engaged. Um, They all got what they wrote down on the list. And this one guy looks at me like really glowering, definitely, you know, a MAGA guy. (laughs) I, I could spot the Trumpies way back when. He goes, are you a witch? Did you do that? How did you do that? You must be a witch. And I kind of looked at him and I said, I didn't do anything. I I don't even know what you guys asked for. I told you to write it down and tell your friend. I had nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, it's, this is how we create things. You want an egg salad sandwich? You say, gee, I want an egg salad sandwich. You go to the deli to get one. This is how creation works. So the idea of harnessing the energy on a specific moment on a new moon and saying, yes, I'm ready for a beginning. Yes, I have this great idea. Yes, this is what I'm looking for. This is a great new moon to do it on, one of the best of the year. Because we're coming off the Mars square Pluto. Mars is loaded up, got a lot of energy in him. And he's in the last section of um, Aries. So he's in the light the candle section. Like He's like, let's light those candles and get the vision out there as he whips through the back half. And Mercury, of course, is in air, and he's an Aquarius, which is being able to see things and really get it. So it's a really interesting week, and it's going to feel a lot less stressful, which will be nice because I know people have really been feeling a bit besieged uh, by the energy because, of course, the moon and the sun were captured between Pluto and Saturn. Uh, So you should be feeling better this week, too, which is always helpful, even though it's friggin' cold out there. But I will say, now that I have my little flannel outfit on from Vermont Country Store, I'm very happy in my little, well, my little, uh, it's kind of a burgundy with little flowers on it. It's very cute. Bottom of the drawer, but I was looking for something warm. (laughs) And normally in my apartment, it's so hot, I wear uh, wear shorts in the winter. And it is hot, but it's, a big draft from the air conditioner is all I can say. All right, so let's talk moons this week. Uh, the moon today is, of course, in Aquarius. Um, it went in Aquarius at 8 this morning, and it will be in Aquarius today, tomorrow, and Tuesday, going void at 6.59 with a sextile to the moon, or a sextile to Uranus. Again, creative aspect, moon in Aquarius. And, of course, the new moon is at 4.04 p.m. Monday afternoon, on the world point on 15 Aquarius. Uh, Then the moon is void for a couple hours, Tuesday night from 6.59 to 9. And then it goes into Pisces. So it's in Pisces uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday, all day Thursday, going void at 5.13 p.m. uh, with a sextile to Pluto. Moon sextile Pluto is a powerful manifesting earth and water make mud. It's void Thursday night from 5.13 on, and it goes into Aries, bright and early uh, Friday morning at 9.34 a.m. It's in Aries on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going void at 6.48 p.m. with a conjunction, remember Aries, Moon and Aries, with a conjunction to Uranus. And then it is void for two hours and enters Taurus on the 10th, Sunday the 10th at 8.28 p.m., and it's in Taurus Sunday night, Monday, and Tuesday going void at 526 with a square to the sun. So basically, the moon in Aquarius, the moon in Pisces, and the moon in Aries are all really good moons to get stuff done with positive closing aspects that really encourage us 
to take that leap of faith, to push that energy out into the world, to kind of say, you know, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm trying to create in my life. And uh, because the energy is very supportive and there's a lot of planets listening, at the same degree, trust me, this is going to manifest very quickly, and it doesn't mean you're a witch. (laughs) Unlike that guy who went, how did you do that? I'm like, I didn't do anything. I don't even know what you guys wrote down on your papers. Thankfully, there was a class there that prevented me from being hung hung and burned at the stake. Um, but he was a, that guy was a scary guy. You know, you can spot him, even if they're 19. At any rate, this week, uh, the sun, of course, is in Aquarius, like I've been saying. Now, Aquarius also is um, Valentine's Day and the energy of community and group. And this is when we're supposed to work for the greater good of community. We have our communal gathering tonight, the Super Bowl. Uh, where we all sit around and everybody goes, I don't watch the football, I watch the commercials or whatever they watch. Um, And so that was not without controversy, too, with Kevin Hart, with his homophobic remarks. And then Rihanna passed because of the the football players taking a knee. And I guess Adam Levine at Maroon 5 is doing it, and he was getting pressure. And he said, hey, you know, I let my music speak for itself. So we'll see what happens. Um, remember, everybody's really paying attention. This is the Mars-Pluto square. So we're all kind of a little more, and it's still in, in orb, even though it happened Friday night. We're still kind of watching it, right? Um, so Aquarius sun goes this week, uh, sun goes in Aquarius from 15 to 24, and he has a number of nice aspects, not too many hard ones. He does get a little surprised by stuff he didn't see coming on the today, on the 3rd, because he's in a, bl- a little bit of a blind spot to Neptune, and he's in a little bit of a blind spot to Saturn. Now, Neptune and Saturn are sextile to each other, but the sun's kind of in the middle, and he's going, what are you guys saying? What are you saying? And they're kind of going, well, you know, what we'd like is, and he's like, okay, I hear you. So it also can be a little bit confusing, so what? Because Neptune's involved, right? And Saturn's involved, saying, you know, you're kind of riding. Uh, I don't know when you first learned how to drive, and the car went one side of the road to the other, <laughs> a little bit like bumper cars, and you kind of went, oh, I hope there's a bumper there that I can run into. So the sun in between them goes, you know, I I don't really understand water, and I don't really understand Earth because I'm a sky god, but I get that manifestation in form, Saturn, takes place because of the vision and the dream and the emotions. Pisces. So remember, when you want something, you have to, you know, you can say, gee, I'm going on a diet, gee, I'm going on a diet. But until you're emotionally and ready for it, it doesn't happen, right? You can talk it, you can say it, but the emotions have to be there. There has to be an emotional hook for manifestation to happen. So watch for the emotional hook and think about what it is. What is it you're trying to do? What is your vision? Um the sun is also in a quintile to Uranus, which is very inspirational. He parallels um, Mercury, which makes him f- still feel combust, even though he's starting to separate. And remember, when Mercury and the sun are combust, everybody thinks they're right, including you, and nobody wants to disagree, you know, or nobody wants to change their opinion. So we still have that energy this week. Um, it's a little less, but it's still up there. Uh, the sun is sextile to Jupiter. Uh, which is a once every year, and of course that's a nice energy. It's very po- productive and collaborative, and of course the sun in air, sextile to fire, illuminates the vision. That happens on Thursday, the 7th, so the build-up to then is what's your vision. 
great creative energy with the Sun Parallel series on the 8th, wanting to create. And then the Sun gets a little bit blind spotted as it gets to Pluto. Uh, and it says, gee, you know, I kind of want to do this. And Pluto goes, you know, there really isn't any space for that right now. Now, once you get past Pluto, there'll be space. Remember, the curmudgeon always goes, wah, wah, wah. you have to get past him. And that will happen on the 10th. Okay, so don't take it personally if you get a no towards the end of the week. Just go, okay, okay, Pluto, I know you're saying no to me. I'm just going to slip by. Um, and February 11th, the sun is sextile to Aries. So I was talking to somebody this week, and we were talking about the myth of Persephone. And she was very, she's a very, very brilliant woman. Um, one of my students, kind of not really, she knows, she learned it all before she got to me. But I like to think of her as my student. Because um, that is a term of endearment when I call you my student. If I just say, you're my whatever, but when you're my student, you're one of my kids. So anyway, she's great. I love her. And she goes, you know, Pluto is faithful. <laughs> and I went, what? She goes, all the other gods cheated on their wives. Pluto was monogamous and he was faithful. And I went, huh, you know, you're right, in the myth, right? So that's the energy. You know, what's the monogamy that you're going you're gonna to commit to? What's the, what's the purpose that you're going to sign up for? Um, and I had never thought of it that way before. Okay, Mercury um, is running very long. He's quick this month, and he is zipping from Aquarius, and then he zips into Pisces at the end of the week. On February 10th, he goes into Pisces. So we have a lot of energy next Sunday when he shifts out of Aquarius. But he is in Aquarius, the last bits of his sign, his favorite sign. So he's talking to Pluto at the beginning of the week. And he's he and Pluto are having their little curmudgeon chat on the 5th. Uh, and so that can be a no, but it also means, you know, once you get the no, you you know that they're, well, go ask somebody else till you get to yes. Doesn't mean you get, you get no from this person. Doesn't mean no from the world. Means no from them. Uh, and then he has an aspect to Eris. Now, the sun is going to repeat these all next week, right? Uh, and then a creative energy with Ceres, how he wants to partner. And then he gets a bunch of stuff going with his sextile to Mars. And he meets the nodes of fate on the 8th, next Friday. So pay attention to who you meet and who you pull into your life. And then next weekend, he's got a lot that he's doing, February 9th and 10th. A lot of energy around creativity and seeing things in a way he never saw them before and partnering with people. So he's very, very happy and busy as he does all that with planets at the last degrees of the signs. And then, of course, he enters Pisces on February 10th at 5.50 in the morning where he now becomes a little more silent because he's diving in the ocean. But he also is more mystical, more magical, and definitely more fertile and creative because Aquarian is kind of detached a little bit and it sees everything but it has to you know it kind of goes what are you doing you know <laughs> it's flying at 20,000 feet and it sees the long-term consequences when he dives from the sky into the ocean next next Sunday we become much more emotionally connected and we become more emotionally connected to our vision too uh, Venus this week, she's in, of course, Sagittarius, last bits, and she's having a nice little square to uh, Chiron, kick little kick Chiron, and of course Chiron's there at 29 also, so he gets activated at the last degree of Pisces. And then she goes into Cappy, and she's in Capricorn through Capricorn 6, so 0 to 6 in your chart is activated by Venus next week, including a sextile to the home and hearth on uh, Tuesday the 5th, 
And then she's in a pretty, you know, she's in Capricorn, so she's serious-minded and she likes nice stuff. But she's also much more aware of um, what's right, what's what's a good good value versus bad value. So she's going to want to focus you a bit on your money. Uh, Mars this week is in 29, 23 Aries, and he's going through new page. He's going through twenty seven Aries, and so he has um, a conjunction with Eris, <laughs> which is a little bit of an argument. Um, and that kind of is, you know, he kind of picks up a pick, picks up a bit of fight energy from Eris, who's closely trailing Pluto when he joins up with her. And then towards the end of the week, he squares the nodes of fate on the 9th, and he says, you have to make a choice. Make a choice, make a choice. Uh, Uranus this week is at 29 Aries, and he is opposite Athena on the 7th, helping you see things you had never seen before, which is always important. You have an aha moment. That's going to happen on February 7th in the evening, around 7.43 for East Coast time, adjust for your own zone. And then he's going to think about who he wants to partner with because Uranus is, you know, he partners with people to get things accomplished, but he also is always a little bit of an independent guy. So there's an adjustment in the partnership on the 8th. And then Chiron is at 29 Pisces. He's sextile Juno, so he's partnering, partnering, partnering. And uh, Juno enters Gemini this week for, you know, talking about multiple partners. You don't have to have just one. You can do things with few people. And uh, Vesta is decorating the house or getting the nest set. That's February 6th. So the energy is pretty potent this week. Uh, we also have Sedna, the ocean god, stationing on February 8th, which usually it's next Friday, which usually, usually brings us some kind of tsunami or ocean story. You know, the ocean speaks. So on that note, the British lady said we're cooked. Uh, information on where I'm working and speaking. We've got the horary here in New York. We have Italy in May. I'm going to be in Canada in uh, the second, the first week of June. I'm going to be at Lilydale and in Buffalo. And then in the end of June, I'm going to be in Detroit. And then I stop traveling. I stay home for a long time. <laughs> so hopefully, and oh, oh, I'm also doing uh, the draconic charts for the Long Island uh, chapter, and that's uh, next month. Um, information all on my website. Find it, Astro Ann. And sign up. Sign up. Come learn astrology. Make your life better, richer, broader, wilder and just more juicy. Wishing you warm tea and a nice blanket and a good book and hopefully some really good Super Bowl commercials. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.